Welcome to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. Trent Horn notes that Jason Long, a 21st century atheist, has brought up the idea of unicorns and dragons, noted in the King James translation of the Bible as not being real-life animals, and using this argument for his main thesis of refuting the Bible as truth, stating, The unicorn and dragon are examples of mythical creatures in the Bible. Stories of these legendary animals left on their own would lead one to believe the whole Bible is a collection of legends. King James' version of the Bible is well known for its eloquent 17th century English, but it is also known among scholars for its St. James-isms. Further review from modern scholars has given us room to identify the real unicorn of the book of Numbers 23:22 as something more closely related to the rhinoceros, and the dragon of Jeremiah 10:22 would be better translated as a snake. You know, my granddaughters are pretty close to the idea of unicorns. I think that they all believe unicorns are purely pretend, but does that really matter? Where would we be without the stories of the knight going out to fight the dragon who was, has captured the princess riding upon his unicorn across the green meadows to the dark mountains of the beasts? The term fairy tale is not easy to define, but we recognize one when we see it, as G.K. Chesterton once said, because fairy tales combine the idea of truths inside the impossibility of situations, while lies, on the other hand, Combine the idea of falsehoods inside the true possibilities of situations. It is true that we as men are capable of closing our eyes to the things that we do not wish to see. Lies become a temporary solution to a permanent problem if left untreated. Frogs do not talk, horses do not fly, snakes do not breathe fire. However, when a story is told in this way, our imaginations are switched on and our creative spirits ignite. This is not, of course, the same as what Thomas Edison said, that many of life's failures are people who did not know how close they were to success when they gave up. Maybe the man who has worked so hard and so long to disprove the truth is really quite close to discovering it. We have scripture dating back thousands of years, words inspired by God, carried by oral tradition, written down and preserved, studied by inspired mind, who have sought the truth. 2,000 plus years of theology piled on many more thousands of years of theology, all telling a story that cannot seem to go away. Failure to recognize, or worse yet, efforts to pretend to transpose truth into fiction to lead others into believing things like, my fake plants died because I did not pretend to water them. This is the true life fiction of our culture. This is the modern day game, the spin of the ridiculous. And thus we all lose on the side of building a relentless spirit in the search of truth. Screaming in the streets that the sky is falling over and over will not bring the heavens down. Lies inside of truths weaken the soul of the teller. And they in fact tell us more about the teller than they do of the listener. Should we hold ourselves to a higher standard than anyone else expects of us? That we will be truth seekers, relentless in spirit. Fairy tales we can see, and if so, I cannot understand how enjoying a fairy tale and telling of one to a child would damage either the teller or the child. 
My granddaughters do love unicorns. Choosing the dramatic to make a point does not lessen the truth about the point, nor make a fairy tale of it. I have heard the statement, the wolves are at the door, to describe the intensity of some personal dilemma. Meeting that person some days later outside the door, I recognized that the wolves did not actually exist, or at least they did not eat him. I have heard coaches describe the suffering of a terrible loss, saying, It was just awful. Our own fans even beat us like red-headed stepchildren. But on further research, I discovered all the coaches had two living first-time parents. And research shows that stepchildren with red hair are not beaten more than those with non-red hair. I once heard a woman describe the man who promoted her for a vice presidency, a man whom she previously had never met, as having dragon breath. Asking a few more questions about their business luncheon, I discovered he had ordered liver and onions, and she, of course, had crab cakes with angel hair pasta. A crisis in your life is very real, very intense and scary. Accusations are sometimes made in tough losses, and sometimes we accuse wrongly the very people who have our best interest at heart when they're simply trying to help us. Consider this. John Sorensen, the former atheist, writes in his blog post, Every year for about six months, Ford's Theater National Historic Site displays the coat worn by Abraham Lincoln on the night he was assassinated. Well, how can we be sure the eyewitnesses were right about the coat? Unless you were there and witnessed something for yourself, how could you ever trust anything from history? Well, much like a jury in a trial, you look at the evidence as objectively as possible, especially the verbal testimony of eyewitnesses, and decide if it is reliable or not. There's these three church fathers, Ignatius of Antioch, Polycarp of Smyrna, and Pope St. Clement I. Ignatius was a disciple of John the, the Apostle. Polycarp studied under the Apostles, and Pope St. Clement I was consecrated by St. Peter. All three of them corroborate details about Jesus as they were recorded in the Gospels. They also affirm much of the New Testament by quoting from it directly. Ultimately, historical arguments rely on eyewitnesses and verbal testimony. 2,000 years later, just like it says in the book of Hebrews, the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Does God provide for each of us in the midst of our calamities? Was it God who chased the wolves from the door, becomes our protector when falsely accused, and sends to us people whom we have never met to help us flourish? Hmm. Be persistent. Never give up seeking the truth. Just getting sort of close to something that's for horseshoes and hand grenades. The spot on truth the real deal holy field, it's only found in the story of God the Almighty, His Son, our Lord, and the Holy Spirit. In it so. This is Gittin' Grit signing off. I hope you'll come see us at www.gritquest.com. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum. <laughs>